this month's episode of Table Tennis Talk, we talk to the inventive ITTF commentator Adam Bobro, also known as Snake Man. He shares his experience behind the mic on the ITTF World Tour and how he's been coping with the pandemic in Taiwan. He also teases a secret adventure he's about to experience. My guess is he's competing in a hot dog eating contest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Table Tennis Talk. This is episode 16. Uh, it is July 2020. My name is Ryan Lewis, and I've got Joey Cochran with me here. How hey, are you Ryan. Doing, Joey? I'm great. How are you doing? I am. I am. Uh, it's pretty early. It's pretty dang early. Um, and I woke up even earlier to interview our, our guest today, so... I don't know. I feel like fresh. I feel like energized. Nice, nice. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm always up early. I get up at like five thirty or six every morning. So what? I'm a I'm an early riser. So <laughs> middle middle afternoon for me. <laughs> oh, got it. Got it. Um, yeah, today we've got an awesome episode. Uh, your your friend and um, one of my um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would call him sort of an idol. Um, Adam Bobro, uh, the ITTF commentator and um, knower of all things table tennis, um, he joined us, and uh, it was a great interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I've been friends with Adam for a long time, and it was I I'm really excited to I've been really excited to have him on the show. So it was it was cool to talk to him and see him and and have him on the show today. So yeah, I'm excited for for everyone to hear the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, talk about how we're doing, how we're coping with this pandemic and um, anything we've been up to in the last month. How about you? How's your month been? Um, well, it's been good. So we had some family out uh, for like the 4th of July celebrations and stuff. Um, my sister-in-law mar- married a guy from Mexico. So he's made us all this authentic Mexican food, which is one of my favorites. And it was just like, just a really good 4th of July weekend. Um, I've been working quite a bit on my, on my YouTube channel. The last few videos are really good. So if you, if you're following them, definitely check them out. And if you're not, then I would still go check them out. I, I've been doing a lot of serve stuff and the last, the last two videos are more on like strategizing on how to choose your serve and which serve to do and what serves not to do. Um, and they're, they're probably my favorite videos. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm happy with the way that they've turned out. So, yeah, I need that. Yeah. I need some strategy. I always just do the same serve. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or I find well, myself working, like that's all right right like yeah but <laughs> sometimes sometimes I find myself alternating but it's like alternating in a in a pattern a very clear pattern like back and forth or every two you know swapping and I don't know yeah. I need some strategy behind it <laughs> yeah I mean you probably don't want to do that if unless it's if it's working <laughs> then you just want to roll with it but it's these videos are probably a good use case um yeah you're probably a good use case for watching these videos. So it's, it's so important to have a strategy and to see what your opponent's doing and kind of like 
to have that in your game um, because it's it'll the serves it sets up the whole point right so yeah. it's yeah I'd say probably serving and serve return are the two most important things in table tennis if if you want to improve your game so yeah these these last few videos are just I'm I'm really happy with them and yeah I'm I did I think I did a good job on them awesome so anyway how's how's your month been it has been very eventful. <laughs> so um, I think last episode I mentioned that I, I moved into a new office. And so I brought, when, when I moved in, I brought my ping pong table here and it was sitting in the corner for a while. But um, one day I was just, I was working on stuff and, and needed a break. And so I set it up and set my robot up and um, got to hitting some ping pong balls again. And it, I think it'd been maybe three or four months since I had last um, done anything. So it was, Oh wow. Uh, it was nice. It was nice to get the feeling again. And then um, my quads were, were just dying afterwards <laughs> from, from going through a bucket of the balls on the robot. I was like, oh, so painful. I, it's not surprising at all. Like when I was on one of my videos recently, I think it was my windshield wiper topspin serve for YouTube mm. After like the next day, I hadn't like I never do those serves because I'm usually just coaching. And the next day, yeah. my thighs were just burning all day long. So <laughs> it, it's not surprising that I mean, if you haven't played for three months, you're going to be sore for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then, uh, as you know, we had to evacuate our home a couple weeks ago because there were um, wildfires that were threatening it. So that wasn't fun. Um, so that kind of took a it almost took a whole weekend just kind of doing that and then kind of like getting back to normal. We, we came to the office and tried to sleep and it was almost impossible um, mm. just because it was in weird situations and the dog was, was anxious. And so we ended up sleeping the whole next day. So that was tough. Yikes. Um, was your house the all week- right? Or? Yeah. No, no homes were damaged in, in our city. Um, there was some fences that got burned, but basically the wind changed direction like right before it would have started burning up some houses. So, oh wow, that's good. Pretty awesome, yeah. Um, and then last week, my dog had surgery, um, which was another thing that's kept us up. Um, she had a she had like a fatty mass. She had like a lump that was like about the size of, um, almost the size of like a baseball. It was oh, wow. like. Yeah, and it had grown that big in like two years. So they suggested we remove it. And so we we um, put her under surgery. They took that out. They also had to remove a tooth. And just rec- – she's like our baby. So like re- her recovering and like her not feeling good and us paying attention to every little like thing that she does, trying to like see if she's okay or if it's something's going wrong. Oh, man, so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she's doing great now. Like she's still on antibiotics, but she's, um, she's basically normal again. So, um, um, yeah, that's, that's been my month. It's been pretty, pretty hectic. Um, so yeah, so let's get into some news there. Uh, I feel like the last few episodes, there's been no news. The The news was everything was canceled and, and, there's nothing interesting to talk about, um, but I'm really glad because because now we've got some actual news. So um, in the U.S., tournaments are restarting in July. Um, there's looks like there's about two 
uh, there's one happening in um, a week on the 18th um, in North Carolina, I think. Um, there's a couple tournaments. And so finally getting started, there's a lot of restrictions like uh, you should give thumbs up instead of shaking hands and you should wear a mask. And well, actually, no, ma- the mask is optional, which I think is crazy because that's the one thing that's been shown to like actually help. Um, I can't imagine but, playing in a mask though. Like the, the well, breathing would be so hard. Not playing, but every when you're not playing, I feel like you should be wearing a mask. I mean, yeah, I guess it's, it's the I, best thing. So I, I started teaching and um, one of my students was wearing a mask and it was like as he's playing and it was fogging oh, up gosh. his glasses and stuff and yeah. you could tell it was bothering him. Like, I mean, he wanted to play, which is great, but it, I think, yeah, just playing in a mask, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that. Um, the ITTF did formally say that the uh, World Table Tennis Championships for 2020 is going to be in February of 2021. So they officially moved that out. Um, they did say that like throughout the rest of 2020, there might be like regional events. They called them bubble events. And so um, I don't really know what that means. And I, I feel like it's like, it's July. Like, how are they going to schedule things for 2020? And when it's, you know, it, we're already so far into the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see. But I would, I would love to see some um, table tennis. So, um, I, One, I have a little that. bit of news to share. I, the, okay. So a couple, a couple episodes ago, I had brought up that you can bet on table tennis. Yeah. And apparently there were some players that were throwing matches. And <laughs> it, it was like the Ukrainian or Russian leagues. And yeah. so the sports books all shut down the betting on table tennis now. So I feel like that was like a, a good a step in the right direction. Like finally you can bet. I guess it was really popular. There were like hundreds of thousands of dollars in bets every day on table tennis uh... matches. And it was it was starting to grow a little bit and it was it yeah. was popular, but now it's like, nope, cut it out because someone was throwing matches and it's to kind of a bummer. Man, I wonder if that's like, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure that's like a, that's a complete response to the fact that it started making actual, like real money. Um, because, you know, there's going to be people over there who see that it's making real money and then they're going to be like, well, I can make the money then, then, you know, cause I have control over the match. Uh-huh. Uh, I think is, I've always thought like individual sports like boxing or tennis or yeah. ping pong, like it would be, it's kind of a dangerous sport to be betting on because it's just two individuals going at it where if one right. of them decides to, to throw a match or whatever, like it can screw up the whole thing. Exactly. So yeah. I don't think that there's enough money in table tennis, at least not right now to be betting on it because there's not really anything to lose by throwing it. Right. Like, and I don't know. And the Russian leagues and the Ukrainian leagues, I don't, I don't really know what they're playing for. So. Right. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, if there's no yeah, real prize, then it's what's what's stopping you from throwing. Totally, totally. Um, well, that's that's too bad. Only got a few episodes out of that. Yeah, Russian Ukrainian table tennis betting. It was cool while well, it lasted. I was <laughs> I went on to like sportsbook.com to just like I don't know 
Did you put matches. a bet? No, I didn't put any bets in. Uh, I <laughs> just kind of kept up on it a little bit, and no, not not anymore. Yeah, I see. Oh, um, well. They did. ITDF uh, published a new article that had a ton of like good more specific information about the world table tennis, the kind of way that they're going to structure all the table tennis tournaments starting in 2021. And I I would assume like going on until whenever. Um, And one thing, so there are a couple of things that I pulled out of that. Uh, The grand slams, which are the the four annual events, they're going to be, um, they're going to have permanent locations and permanent dates. Oh, wow. So they said they they wanted it to be more like um, tennis, where you've got where you know like this is when this is going to be happening at this place. Um, cool, I like it. It's a good idea. Yeah, which I think is cool, and you know it helps if you want to plan like oh, in 2022, I want to go to you know the Grand Slam in I don't know Canada or something. Um, that would be cool. Um, the Champion Series, which is a step down from Grand Slam is going to be played on a single table, which I'm really excited wow. for. That because is, you'll, yeah, you'll be able to featured match. Yeah, exactly. You'll be able to see all the matches, which is awesome. And, um, Adam's commentary will very likely be on all the matches, which is cool. Um, they, they also said that the cup finals, so like the men's cup, women's cup, which are, which are like the, the last event in like the champion series. Um, are going to be in non-traditional venues. They're, the, the things that they uh, said they would be in are things like bars, nightclubs, concert halls, and theaters. Really? <laughs> which are wow. like a, a bar? Um, <laughs> which is really odd. I mean, it makes me Maybe think Maybe like of a the, Spin New York or something kind of bar. Yeah, it makes me think of T2. Um, how like T2 okay. was... In a smaller location, but the problem is then you don't have a lot of spectators, which is kind of, maybe it'll be. So one thing I, when I look at some matches online or wherever, if you have a a big venue with maybe a hundred thousand seats, let's say, I don't know if any venues that big, but let's say there's a hundred thousand seats and there's only five people and 5,000 people in the stands. It looks empty. But if you have a 3000 capacity stadium with 3000 people in it, it looks way cooler, way bigger, way more excitement. Mm. So a smaller venue, if it's full, I think will actually be more exciting and more just like a lot more energy going on in those kind of stadiums. Nice. So it could be, it could be a good thing if, if you're not selling out in some of the bigger stadiums, then put it in a smaller stadium. I think that's, yeah, like a maybe not a bar, but <laughs> maybe a <laughs> maybe a concert hall or something. Yeah, the bar was what threw me because it was like the they were interviewing the I guess the the event the guy who's organizing all the events and he said bar multiple times in like where they would be and I'm like, what bars are you thinking of? Like what the all the bars I like you know like in college I used to play in bands and we played at a lot of bars and none of those bars would be able to fit like a table tennis event. So I don't know what bars he's thinking about. Um, Maybe it'll be like the single table. Um, just I mean, if you have one one court, you can just kind of focus all of the all everything on that one court. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if it is a bar, they usually have low ceilings. Yeah, that's the thing. The low ceilings. You can't play with low ceilings. Yeah. Man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
Um, so they did, they did say that um, in about four to six weeks, they're going to announce the first um, events of 2021, which is cool, like locations and what the events will be and stuff. So um, hopefully there'll be some in North America um, and, you know, you or I could go see them, which would be awesome. So, well, that's all the news. Um, we're going to, we're going to take a break and go into our interview with Adam. Um, but, uh, any, any other things you want to, you want to introduce how you want to introduce Adam? Uh, what do you mean? I could say, well, I could say that, um, so when I first started getting into table tennis and started watching stuff, Adam's commentary was what hooked me. Like, because I came in and I didn't know, I didn't know anything that the players were doing. I didn't know anything about the players. It was all, you know, their, their names were just, I didn't know who they were at all. Yeah. Yeah, And so like listening to him, um, his commentary, he explains the players or backstories, if they've played before it, all of the kind of, um, I don't want to call them moves, but like the swings and types of hits and serves and stuff like, yeah, the shots. I mean, it's just, it's so descriptive and it's so, um, welcoming and engaging for sure. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like he, he is like one, probably one of the reasons that table tennis has gotten as popular as it is at, to this point. Um, in the English speaking world. And I feel like if, if ITTF, you know, hopefully with this world table tennis stuff, if they could kind of improve the rest of table tennis, I feel like it could really uh, get a lot bigger than it is. I feel like he's kind of the man for the job in terms of like explaining it and getting people excited about it and interested. Um, I mean, he definitely has created sound bites um, that people use. Um, I've watched a lot of funny, uh, ping pong videos where somebody does something funny and then they, they splice in his, um, his Kokiniwa exclamation, uh, whenever <laughs> Kokiniwa does something just ridiculous. Um, and it's like, I think I actually saw that on, uh, Japanese ping pong videos. Like the whole thing is in Japanese, but they have the, um, Adam Bobro uh, soundbite, which is like, I mean, that's, that's reach. That's real reach. Um, well, how did you first meet Adam? So, yeah, I met Adam just playing at tournaments. Um, he was, he was living in LA, I think, and I was living in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So I travel a lot for ping pong and he was playing in tournaments, but I think that we kind of became more friends at, I'd say probably the collegiate tournaments. Um, or else maybe even after that where he was doing some of the commentary at the U.S. Nationals and some of the other events and we'd talk and um, kind of just became friends. Um, cool. I'm sure I've played him in tournaments before. But yeah, we just we met at ping pong tournaments and that's, I don't know, just became friends. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's take a break and get into the interview. Okay. 
Okay, thanks everybody for sticking around. Uh, today we have a very special guest, Adam Bobro. Um, I'm going to go through. Is that a weird way to say your last name? Is it? Is it live? We're not live, are we? We're not live. No. Okay. Is it Bobro? okay? If, that's how I would say it. That's how I would say. It. <laughs> Sorry. Man. I'm going to leave this in though because this is hilarious. Awesome. Um, no, it's the so best. So we are we are here with Adam Bobro. I'm going to go through a little bit of your resume. This is this is just what I was able to capture online. So I'm sure I'm missing some a bunch of stuff, but. You um, have been commentating for ITTF since 2014. Um, you are an actor and a voice actor. You've been in uh, movies and shows. Uh, some I saw on your IMDb was Balls of Fury, Ping Pong Player, Entourage, uh, the Saints Row games. You can't say um, player. It's a player. Did I, did I not say player? I'm being such a jerk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you actually did voices in one of my favorite games, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13 3, uh, which is kind of surprising. I'm yeah. like one of the only three people who, who actually like that game. But They were actually um, 13. That's why they called Final Fantasy 13. um you have a uh a really awesome youtube channel which with great videos you also have half a a quarter million subscribers on there which is very impressive um and probably the biggest thing on your resume in my opinion is that you totally whooped joey cochran um and uh at the was it at the u.s open or the nationals uh u.s open I, i think yeah. It was so. the U.S. Open, but there's a giant asterisk next to that. <laughs> uh, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> if you insist, <laughs> I um, will take it. <laughs> okay, so Adam, uh, how's your life been during this uh, pandemic all through 2020? Where do I begin, Ryan? Um, I am I am a guy who could probably share an hour-long story at like four different points of the day, whether I'm awake or asleep for that. Um, I will say, I don't like to tell people what to do more than I already do. And I don't like to get involved in topics that seem to be heated or controversial, whether they should be or not. I will say, I didn't talk about coronavirus for a long time. I just did everything I was told and thought, you know what? Play it safe. I live in Taipei, the capital city of Taiwan, and uh, we dealt with it. We dealt with it early, and we dealt with it pretty strictly, and our government dealt with it very strictly and put their foot down about a lot of things, and everyone was like, sure, we're on board. And about a month later, there was no quarantine. There was just not as much socializing and everyone was wearing masks and hand sanitizer was everywhere. There was a little bit of panic and the government was like, chill out. The government literally said, you have one butt. So how much toilet paper can you really consume? (laughs) And people were like, yeah, government, that's a great point. I will just get one roll this week and that'll be enough for my family. And I was like, I don't even like toilet paper anymore. It just fills my place. Why do I want more? Um, Meanwhile, in other parts of the world, uh, some of which I grew up in, uh, it was like, 
use your full arm to clear every shelf of anything that someone else might want to buy in the next 24 hours. Anyway, um, so I've been very thankful to be here in what appears to be a bubble of Mm. we can play table tennis, go to restaurants, socialize, hug, do other romantic things safely. Uh, Yeah, anyway, um, we still wear masks on public transportation. Uh, people still clean their hands when, you know, after leaving a bathroom and stuff like that. Some of us, I said, us. <laughs> I said us to include myself just so you think, but anyway, um, in terms of that, I am about to engage on one of the scariest slash most exciting adventures of my life. And wow. it's been very stressful for the past three weeks. Um, which if I'm planning accordingly, I should avoid stress, keep my immune system as high as possible, chill out, sleep, stop eating sugar, and just turn nervousness into excitement, which is what I plan to do in the next 96 hours. (laughs) Okay. So I got to ask, what what is it? I've decided to stop talking about it uh, in detail because um, have you seen the movie Free Solo? Yeah, I have not, but I've been told to watch it by about 10 different people. Well, Final Fantasy XI, I will be the 11th person to say you should see this film. Uh, <laughs> let's just put it this way. without I don't want to spoil anything. But sometimes when you've decided you're going to do something that maybe other people wouldn't, they will bombard you with reasons why you shouldn't. And it's not healthy for you to read those reasons, to watch those reasons, or overly think about maybe you shouldn't because you're going to do it. And you just need to do the best you can to evaluate the risk and mitigate that you know, give yourself the best chance possible to avoid failure. So I will document it heavily. It will eventually not be a surprise or a secret. Um, But in the meantime, that's how I'm dealing. I'm reading people's horror stories and tragedies. I'm wishing them the best. I'm trying to encourage people and be a bright light during a dark time. And assuming everything goes well, I will experience my first quarantine in about two weeks for about two weeks. And I have this fantasy that when I'm in my room, I'm gonna, it's like, I don't know if you guys have ever thought if I ever had to go to prison, like I got accused of a crime I didn't commit, I'd start working out regularly and get a six pack and get really buff and start reading books and like sleeping on time and just become the most disciplined person. Cause I'd have no other distractions. Um, I will have Wi-Fi in my room, which could keep me from everything I've ever wanted to do in my life. Um, Also add to a few things, but it could definitely keep me from being disciplined. But I'll keep you posted. (laughs) Is that our time? I got to go. Take care, guys. Hope you enjoyed the interview, everybody. All right. So are you going to be putting it on your YouTube channel? Yes, I will. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll... We'll uh, include that in the link in the show notes and Thanks. Uh, catch up with that. And I'll try to catch <laughs> up with your beard in terms of quality. <laughs> it's it, it maintains the same quality pretty much the all the time. 
I've maintained not breaking puberty yet, but I'm on the way. <laughs> uh, Joe, you want to do our, uh, we, we've got some rapid fire questions. Uh, <laughs> that one, was the first one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one word close to one word answers. Um, this might be yeah, tougher like to than quarantine, uh, but okay. Okay. <laughs> These are usually like icebreaker questions, but I think the ice has already been broken. So we'll, we'll just do them anyway. We already have them in ice here. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, rapid fire. First thought that comes to your mind. All right. Start with favorite player. Mima Ito. Shoe size. American. 11. Okay. Favorite tournament. Japan Open. That's cool. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to go sometime. You should. Uh, favorite shirt? This one. <laughs> so for our viewers that, that don't know, Adam, is uh, he's got a lot of very vibrant, cool shirts that yeah. – uh, are those custom made? I don't They're flamingos. Know. Flamingo and – is that Andro? It is. It's a Flamingandro. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before in my life. I probably never will again. Uh, it is not custom made. The back of it is, I don't know if you can see this. Oh, that's great. Bobro. Nice. Yeah. All blinged out. I want to encourage guys and girls that it's okay to shine. That's uh, yeah. standing out is outstanding. <laughs> no, uh, it's not custom made. Uh, just, I put my name on the back. It's from the Japan line. But back okay. to rapid fire. Uh, you ask me whatever you sorry. want. I'll keep it short. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I'm trying. Fire. Uh, favorite drill to practice? Sleeping. <laughs> favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. The. If you could live anywhere, where would you live? Taipei. Favorite board game or video game? Boggle. <laughs> Blinks. <laughs> Blinks. <laughs> blinks <laughs> move 38s blinks <laughs> favorite country you've lived in that's so controversial uh it depends who you ask i'm gonna how about what number of countries you've lived in because you've lived all over the place that's also controversial let's put it okay. this way Let's put it this way. I love the United States and I love Taiwan. You call it whatever you want. I currently love Taiwan. There is a very large country with a lot of people that will agree that Taiwan is a place. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's what's controversial. I, I was like, how is your favorite anything controversial? All right. I understand what you mean. Adam, are you in China right now? I am in Taipei. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ask me anymore. <laughs> nope. I learned that Number one the hard way. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it here. I love Taiwan. Number of languages you speak fluently. Zero. One. <laughs> one. How number of languages you speak <laughs> non fluently. I don't know where you draw the line on that, man. <laughs> okay. Alright, that's fine. Conversationally, the- let's say three. Uh, enough to entertain people, uh, a lot. (laughs) Okay. Uh, who has the best backhand in the world, in your opinion? Fan Zhendong. Uh, Mima Ito. Mima Ito. Who has the toughest serves? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tie that with no Mima Ito. Mima Ito, straight up. No your question. favorite your favorite match that you've announced for? Liu Shiwan and Ju Yu Ling 2017 Women's World Cup in Canada. Wow, I'll have to go watch that. It's uh, incredible. Favorite, favorite pump up music? I mean, it's so situational. That's a one word answer. Uh, wow. Pump up music. Uh, internet friends. There, it's Knife Party's Internet Friends. I forgot the name of the bootleg remix that I have, but God, it gives me chills every time. <laughs> it's so hard. Col- it's so hard. Color of your toothbrush. Which one? <laughs> uh, the one I'm currently using the most is orange, mostly white orange on the handle, but the case is hot pink. I have a lot of toothbrush stories favorite cartoon show growing up or now Uh, South Park uh, Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish Uh, I like Swedish people uh, and I'm not into sour things I I think I'm just too old for you I'm going to go with uh, garbage shoot Garbage Pale Kids? <laughs> Is that their name? The cards where they were all gross and everyone had some sort of like human malfunction at a high level? Yeah. Yes, that's Garbage Pale Kids. <laughs> yes! Yes! Thank you for understanding me. Nickel uh, for movies and popcorn. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, celebrity Crush. Uh, oh man, there, I like offbeat celebrities. Uh, there's this depressed comedian girl whose name I forget. She probably doesn't count, but she tells one <laughs> joke so well that it makes me love her because I just think she's brilliant. And she delivers it so well. I'll have to look up her name. That's okay. Uh, okay. favorite pizza topping. Spinach, garlic, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what time is bedtime? Uh, you know what? When I when I realize I can't stay awake anymore, hmm. or eight hours before I know I have to wake up the next day if I'm responsible, which happens every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, that's the last of our our rapid fire questions. So you passed. Um, that, that's, yeah, you passed. <laughs> I did. If I pass that, that's like grading on a curve where everybody passes in a pass or fail class. If that passed, <laughs> I passed on like five questions, and I freaked out. Honestly, the any question that did not have a one word answer, and any question that did have a one word answer. So every question could I could answer longer than the entire interview from the Shawshank Redemption to toothbrushes and bedtime, like, and service, everything, table tennis questions. I'm a stories guy, but I guess fortunately for me, there's a job in the world where you just have to talk and that's your job and people have to listen and you try to keep it, uh, exciting or 
you know, remind people how amazing our favorite sport is and the, and the amazing people that grace the stage in it that are, that's the thing with celebrity crushes. Like all of them are my friends now, <laughs> like every celebrity crush I've ever had are like the people that I spend half of the year with. That's awesome. pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah. It's convenient. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Ain't it though? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, let's move on. I, I love your stories. So I definitely want to get a couple of your stories in. Um, yeah. Let's, let's move. Let's go. Uh, you, I mean, you travel quite a bit as an ITTF commentator. What are, what are some of your, like your favorite places you've been? Well, uh, where I'm living now, Taipei is amazing. Uh, it's part of the reason I moved here uh, and have no intentions to move out of here uh, and have a dramatic story to tell soon. Uh, wow. It's so tough to keep it in because it's all that's on my mind. Um, favorite places. I love the Philippines. I'm a big fan. Um, I love Japan. Uh, if you've never been, you have to go. I love India. Um I love, wow, I love Indonesia. I love Thailand. There are a lot of places outside of Asia, but I do think that Asia is quite special um, for many reasons. And I think part of it is when you go to a place where it's similar to where you grew up, it's less shocking. Different is always interesting to me. That's part of the reason I don't love fitting in or conforming. Um, and I will, my favorite movie of all time is the number one movie on the internet. So I'm not afraid of conforming when it makes sense to me, but I prefer not to, if there's an option. Um, yeah, Asia is really, you know, incredible. Uh, there are a lot of amazing places in Europe. I'm a big fan of Nigeria. Um, I love Latin America, uh, from what I've experienced, Argentina was amazing. Um, I just I bought know. an Argentina cookbook and came yesterday. <laughs> well, you bought a great cookbook because Argentina's food is on fire, uh, which doesn't mean they don't have sushi or ice cream. Uh, their ice cream is incredible for that matter. Um, but there's one thing that you will not find in that cookbook that I highly recommend getting, uh, alfajores, which are, if you're trying to stay in ketosis or avoid diabetes, um, you're missing out on this. It is probably the most sugar heavy thing since a Costco like family size five year supply of sugar. It's it's and it's unbelievably delicious. And that didn't stop me from deciding that like you just got to test your limits sometimes and boxes are meant to be finished in one sitting. <laughs> countries man i don't know i love i don't think there's anywhere i've traveled that i haven't enjoyed but it's related to the people and i think in my experience the power of reciprocity is incredible um i've read a lot of things online about how the world feels about people from the united states but you can go anywhere in the world and if you are enthusiastically open to learning about people and meeting people they will greet you with arms wide open. That's my experience. And it's not going to be the same for everybody. Uh, but generally that helps. That's cool. Yeah. Um, 
so Adam, like I've listened to a lot of your commentation, commentate, commentary, um, on matches. Uh, like I told you a little earlier, you are the reason I kind of like learned a lot about table tennis and got into it as much as I, um, as much as I have, like Welcome. I have a lot of your voices. I have a lot of your sayings in my head constantly. So I appreciate that. Cool. Which um, ones? Oh, like, Kokiniwa. <laughs> like, which is like my favorite one. And I, I think all the time, um, anyways, you, you mentioned a lot of times that the, the, the screen that you're able to see while you're commentating is the same thing that, that we see like on live stream. And so I'm curious, like what, what does the behind the scenes look like when you're commentating? What is that little section that you're at look like? Well, uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on every single stadium. And there have been places in the world where I've sat on a block of stone with no back support. And I've looked like uh, Kate Winslet in the paint me Jack scene where I'm just sort of like lying down uh, to mix it up and try to remind people that I love my job. I don't think they need much of a reminder, but uh, yeah, maybe it's gloating a little bit. Like I don't even have to sit up at work. Um, And then there are also times where I have like, a sound engineer next to me who's handing me fruit and whatever snack I want and just like constantly there if I need them. Sometimes I have a box around me. Recently, when they've wanted me closer to the court, they've put me in little like Arabian Nights, sort of like in Aladdin, like these little booths that have nice dressings and it's just me alone in there. So I can play Pokemon Go on two phones uh, between games or between points or during rallies or whenever I want. I'm not addicted. I can stop whenever I want. Hold on one sec. It's okay. It's not shiny. Um, Let me think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm watching the screen. I did a video with Dan Ives a while ago where he sort of documented what it was like at the Swedish Open for me and showed my booth. Sometimes on my social media, I post about it and I'll try to do more just to let people see. Um, I also encourage people like I I encouraged Joey earlier to go to the Japan Open. I think that was during my rapid fire uh, pass, my passing score. Uh, (laughs) Just enjoying it. Um, Yeah, I was going to say that I encourage you to go to any world tour event you can. And we'll see about the dates um, and what happens with Houston. But the world championships are scheduled to be in Houston in 2021. And that is not just a world tour event. That is like, it's like a, a world tour event is awesome. It's like a rave. If you've never been for table tennis players, if you've never been to a table tennis professional tournament, but the world championships makes it look like, a college like uh, dorm room party <laughs> compared to the rave that the world championships is. Nice. So you do not want to miss that. If you are anywhere in the United States and it will not kill you to be there, it'll kill you to miss it. Um, <laughs> it's just, you got, you've got to go. People are like, Adam, I don't know, man, it's a two hour flight. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kids a two-hour flight? It, you, it's in Houston. There's nowhere in the country that it's going to be more than like a four-hour flight at worst. Yeah. 
I mean, from the very deepest corner of the Northeast, like go four hours, just read this, read the media kit on ITTF.com, download it and read up on every player who's participating and get yourself prepared and hyped to watch the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Um, I feel that way about every event. And obviously when you do something regularly, it becomes the norm. So you, mm. you take things for granted when you have them consistently. It's tough not to. But I cleanse my palate often between tournaments. And right now is the biggest palate cleanse I've had mm. since 2014. Because since March 10th, I have not been to a tournament. And I told Joey earlier today uh, that I have not only maintained my position, but have stepped even further into the lead as world rank number one in table tennis based on bloodshed while playing. Um, <laughs> and when you invited me to the Zen master, whatever this app is called, that is making our quality so beautiful and amazing. Uh, I'm chilling because I have a bag of ice. It's actually blackberries, frozen blackberries. And until they melt and start dripping on my foot, my shin is appreciating it greatly. Nice. What was the question again? Did you did you get a video of it? <laughs> not only did I the video that I got of it looks really not as hilarious as it could, but fortunately there were other people in this city in Taiwan 2 hours away by high speed rail that like I guess see my YouTube and they were like they caught it. And also <laughs> my opponent Wow. Um I don't know if I should name drop right now but Let's just say she's been the number one woman player in Taiwan for a long time, and she's an incredible person. Uh, her coach, who you guys know, because she not only represented the U.S. at the Olympics, but was also a national champion, uh, was taking video on like just a few occasions and caught the entire, like the best point of our entire hour and a half of playing until I gashed my shin open <laughs> um she caught it like the odds of that happening were incredibly slim so yeah we've got good footage for you that's awesome um adam one of the things that uh that always impresses me about your commentary is uh how much you know about like the history of the players and like their current world rankings and their previous matchups and everything and i always wonder do you do specific research before a match or are you just a human encyclopedia that knows everything? Um, well, definitely the latter. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I actually don't know anything. I actually, my voice, while it might sound unique to you, I found this person on Tinder who, um, <laughs> has a dead on Adam Bobro impression. And so anything that requires knowledge my Tinder match, we, we just call in because it's not on camera. So, yeah, I'm able to remain as ignorant and blissful as ever. No, okay. Man, is it getting late in here? Is my sense of humor always this terrible? Um, it, is, it is after the point where my ride would have turned into a pumpkin here in Taiwan, but I'm happy to be here. I like This is when I start to wake up normally. Um, to answer your question, um... I'm very interested in soaking up information wherever I can. And I can't always know if everything is accurate in life. 
But when it comes to statistics and table tennis, I've got a fairly reliable source. And a lot of times my own uh, recollection and eyes, you know, um, the best, I don't know if you've ever taught anyone anything. <laughs> That's like, I don't know if you've ever done anything for another human being in your life. Uh, if teachers know this and they know it well, uh, Joey, of course you guys do. You guys, you teach table tennis at a high level. Um, anyway, the best students are always the ones who want to be there that are, that are genuinely interested in learning. Right. And it's the same. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see that as a coach, you see it as a teacher, the teachers love the students that chose to be in that class because they show up excited to learn. And, and the ones who are forced to be there are there because their parents think they should be. They just can't wait to get out. I want to be there. I want to watch. Uh, and I want to remember. And I want other people to know. So I feel a sense of responsibility. I'm in a very – I take a lot of responsibility for having this position because I'm not just – if I saw my job as just to commentate on what happened – in the last point. Yeah. I mean, that's something, but if I can't help you understand the context and the gravity of the situation we're watching, you just be watching two people whose names you can't pronounce that you notice are wearing the same national team Jersey. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, they're good. Being impressed doesn't last a very long time. It really doesn't. You can't say, wow, 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 for an hour and a half. That's why movies and any form of entertainment you watch for an hour and a half don't just play the impress you card. Mm -hmm. They change, they, they have different beats. They play to different emotions. They pull on different strings of your heart. And sometimes that means making you understand what this means for a person, what they have to lose, why, why they're nervous. I mean, there are just tons of things happening and knowing the sport helps. If you played the sport, fortunately for me, um, while I've never been a professional or as good as Joey and I never will be, um, and maybe you for that matter, Ryan, but, (laughs) (laughs) well, I need to watch your videos more, but the fact that I've been competing for a long time at a decent level and have been watching the highest level for a long time with great enthusiasm and desire to learn makes me sponge like, and I still have a long, long way to go. And I hope to be alive in several weeks and I hope to be, (laughs) (laughs) and I hope to be alive in several decades for that matter. And I hope to become an encyclopedia, a a better and better encyclopedia that learns more and more and remembers everything I can to share. Because I want people to not only be as passionate as I am, but more. Because I think everyone should be. And I know not everyone will be. Not everyone. Of nearly 8 billion people, some people don't even have access to digital screens and let alone live table tennis. And it's great when you can say that you've been to places in the world 
where people play on a brick table in the middle of the night because there's a street light over that brick table and nobody monitors it and it costs you nothing. And someone has an extra racket to play with. And whether you call it a paddle, a bat, or a racket, you can find access to that sometimes. Table tennis is a very affordable sport. And you don't have to be changing rubber every day or buying the most expensive rubber. Really. At a basic level, it's a very affordable sport. Um, And it's an incredible sport. And for anyone who says it's not a spectator sport, they're entitled to their opinion, and I'm sure they have their reasons for that. But over the last many, 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 many years, I have been forming a very strong opinion. Not to disagree with people, but to share that I believe it is an excellent spectator sport. So the more I can learn and the more I can help people care about this beautiful and amazing sport, the better I'll be at doing my job and taking responsibility for the opportunities that I have to help grow it. So that's how rapid fire goes. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you know, um, I, I read somewhere that your, your, I guess the con- some contract that you signed ended in 2020. Are you going to continue to commentate when I guess it becomes world table tennis next year? Well, if I'm alive in a few <laughs> weeks, <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop playing that card. Um, I don't even know when this is airing. Um, that's really funny. Um, okay. Tuesday. Tuesday. Perfect. Tuesday. I could yeah. be dead shortly after this airs. Amazing. You won't be dead. You won't Thank be dead. you. I appreciate your confidence in me. I plan not to. That's my goal in life. So far, so good. Um, what do they say? My goal in life is not to be dead. My goal in life is to live forever. So far, so good. Uh, I want to shoot. I forgot who said it. Woody Allen or George Burns. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, a great comedian. Um, the question... Was what again? Next year. Are you going to continue commentating? (laughs) Right. uh, The contract. Yeah, the contract ends at the end of 2020. Um, Let's put it this way. In terms of bargaining um, or like negotiating, that's the right term, negotiating. (laughs) I'm doing a terrible job of hiding the fact that I love my job. A terrible (laughs) job of it. (laughs) If I was trying to play hardball and be like, look, ITTF, you know what? I think, I think I'm worth three X or whatever. Like they know that I love my job. I know that I love my <laughs> job and I think relationships are important. I'm not trying to play hardball. Um, I want to keep doing this and I think ITTF wants me to keep doing this. Um, we've got to, in my opinion, the relationship has gotten better and better over the years when you're dealing with a guy who refuses to grow up and is sort of a nonconformist and a bit anti-authority, it's like I get in trouble sometimes. And over the years, uh, they've dealt with that, and they've dealt with me, and I still haven't been fired. It's amazing. I, I've been fired from, like, every single job I've ever had. Um, oh, yeah, so I, I, I constantly try to make, like, floating devices for myself so that if I get fired, I'm okay. Um, mm. But but our relationship is getting better and better. I would love to be a part of World Table Tennis. They know that, and I hope they feel the same way. Uh, I think they do. So let's see. But yeah, I know they've got their plates full with a lot right now. So I'm basically just being silent. And when they start the conversation with me, 
uh, I'll be there. I'm trying to be as Zen master as possible about it. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so, um, I love your nicknames that you come up for people uh, that you come up, that you give people, uh, what, what is, or what would be your nickname? Man. Um, I've had a lot over the years in short, just to keep it time sensitive. (laughs) I think it's gotta be something related to snake. Uh, I just try to pay attention to what people say when I'm in different places in the world. And what they call me. When I was in Germany, I was on the other side of uh, Hoppenhofen, the uh, the train station, the railway. Okay. And uh, three dudes that are like that were bigger than me and the type of dudes that like you want to be friends with rather than like say the wrong thing or accidentally upset. They were sure. like, hey, snake man. I don't know why. They, <laughs> they had Jamaican accents apparently. Uh, but yeah, they were like, snake man. And I turned and they were all smiling and waving. And I was like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thanks for not punching me in the face. I'm so happy. No, they, they were cool. They were super cool. But like, so Thanks, yeah, I don't like to, I don't like to sound aggressive or violent in any way. Uh, but I do think that snakes have a bad reputation. Like <laughs> I think most snakes are not harmful. They're just defensive and you know, everyone's got to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So okay, when I you think s- we have t- we're pretty close to being in like over time, but okay. maybe you want to share a quick story of one of your favorite experiences when in on one of your trips because you travel all over. I know one that you've show- told me in the past is like you did the hang gliding with some hawks or something. Barrel hawking in Nepal. I don't know whatever you want to whatever any any stories you want to share. Um, wow. What stories haven't I shared? The thing is I've got stories you wouldn't believe. Uh, like I'll, I'll keep I want to hear one of them and we have two minutes. <laughs> uh, I'll keep you in suspense on one. There's no commentary at the end of Sun Ying Shan and Ding Ning at the Korea open in 2019, the second half of game seven. Um, I also regret printing my last name on the back of a pair of underwear that's all I'll say about that story. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, I remember that match. I was like, where'd the commentary go? I remember it amazingly well. I've never been so curious, like, why a stadium was cheering while I was in a stall. Um, <laughs> that's the best two-minute story I've ever told. Uh, I don't know. I've got too many stories, man. Uh, there's one online about my trip to Cameroon, and it had nothing to do with Cameroon itself, but just the embassy in the United States and bad timing with a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like the movie Argo for me. I was in tears and speechless when I boarded the plane in the United States to know that I would end up in Cameroon. I was so happy. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Short, short glimpses, teasers. For stories to come. We can do it again sometime. We'll make time. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that's, we're pretty much out of time. So uh, is there anything you want to say to your fans or what's the best way for people to, to, to follow you or? Yeah. Um, to, to, yeah. Well, first of all, I would like to say 
Uh, Ryan and Joey, thank you so much for having me. I think you guys are doing great things for our sport and we need more people like you that take their time and effort and put their eggs in the basket of their passion. Uh, money is important to eat, but happiness is important to live with yourself every day. And I think if, if you want to live a life of the least regrets possible, fill your life with things that you love. Really. Uh, I've lived like a college student for my entire life post-college. Really. Like a loser who just goes back to college over and over because he can't get enough of being around people that are excited about life and opportunities. Table tennis is a great passion of mine and so are people. Uh, I thank you guys for what you're doing. I thank you for giving me this platform to talk to your fans and, uh, and your listeners. And yeah, be bold, do what you want. And if that means promoting your favorite sport, whether people think it's cool or not, confidence is cool. Passion is cool. Kindness is cool. So be kind. Don't tell people it's table tennis. Don't be elitist about it. Welcome people. Just welcome people and whatever they call it, help them love it and see how amazing it can be. Uh, if they want to follow me, I take my YouTube the most seriously and put the most work into that. And I'm very excited about every YouTube video that I release and very happy with it by the time I release it. So I hope that other people can enjoy it as well. Uh, I've got an Instagram and a Facebook that I use. Um, local dating apps that haven't kicked me off them. You can find me on there. Just <laughs> Yeah, stop when you see a picture of a guy doing something super unusual that's not very flattering. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Adam. Thanks Ryan, for joining us today. Thanks for your kind really words. Appreciate you being on the show. Pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me. The asterisk is, asterisk is there's no chance of beating Joey if he's not using sandpaper and I'm not using my best competitive racket. I have to put it out there. Joey's a way better player than me. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. I hope right, you survive in another couple of weeks. So <laughs> keep in touch. I'll do my best. All right. Thanks, Adam. See, See ya. ya. Take care. Table Tennis Talk is a monthly podcast by Joey Cochran and Ryan Lewis, edited by Dan Emery from Black Matter Mastering. Music on the podcast comes from Chill Hop Records. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us questions, comments, or feedback on our Facebook page at Table Tennis Talk Podcast or on Twitter at TT Talk Podcast. <laughs>